The MAAAC Basketball Conference Preview Edition of the College Basketball Experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added pick'em scorchers where you can win a hundred times. That's right, turn five into five hundred dollars in one game. Plus, every Sunday they're giving away a hundred thousand dollars. Promo code SGPN and Underdog Fantasy for a one hundred percent deposit bonus up to five hundred dollars. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get a 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Hey, and the NBA is back. Load management. So get over there, NBA Gambling Podcast, to celebrate. We're giving away an NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to uh sportsgivingpodcast.com slash NBA dog for all details over there today. Yes, 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 yes. Woo-wee. Welcome to the College Basketball Experience. M-A-A-A-A-C. You know we're here, baby. Doubleheader on the College Basketball Experience tonight. Talking M-A-A-C. Uh, go check out the Ivy League that we just got done. This is the Friday Night Leagues. Uh, we're doing this on Sunday night. Because, you know, once we get to February, January, uh the Ivy League is always going to be there Friday night, standalone game. So you got to you got to know these teams because you're going to be tempted to bet on them. But if you're wondering who the hell is yelling at you about the Ivy League and the MAAAC, I am Moneyline Mac, aka the former former video coordinator for Bob Huggins and Frank Martin, and joined me joining me uh, on the college basketball experience. A guy behind the scenes, he's got a little baron, you know. He's always taking his good old. Female friend out there, the movie night on Friday night while the Ivy League and MAAAC is playing. He is Noah Beanick. What's up, brother? Thanks for having me on, Mac. You know, uh, part two of our Sunday night set of, you know, Northeast Basketball Leagues and the Ivy League and the MAAC here. Um, and for those that are listening on the podcast side, and uh, maybe they tuned into this one first, Colby, not here tonight because. Uh, dealing with he's moving out at the end of the month here and moving into a new place. So uh, Sunday night is kind of his off night typically for most weeks. Um, so that's what is going on in the Dant household over there. Um, and Mac and I are going to be more frequently doing some of the smaller conferences here as we finish out down the, the home stretch as Colby continues his move um, out. Um, anything else that we needed to hit on? I guess on, on a personal standpoint, the MAAC was my worst conference that I was betting on last year. Like my, my record betting this conference was severely worse than others. And we, we talked about it on the last show with the Ivy League. Friday nights, Mac touched on it here on the Open too. It's the MAAC, it's the Ivy League, and it's the M single AC, the Mac, the Mid-American. And it's it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't know how to read this board right now. I'll take I'll take one from the 
the real Mac, in my opinion. I live in Michigan. So I got one from the Mac and then the one from the Mac, you know, uh, and that's kind of how my Friday nights go. And if I go 50%, I'm happy. So Mac, um, what, how do you feel kind of on the MAAC here? Well, I, I love the MAAC. You know what the MAAC uh, does have too? So we talked about standalone Friday night games. You, you won't get eyes on that because you'll have the LeBaron over there looking <laughs> at the stars, as Colby says. But what they do have, too, once we get to February, I love the, the Sunday afternoon kind of standalone games. I wish more conferences played on Sunday. I mean, I, I love doing the Saturday night show or the Friday night show, preparing for Saturday night. But I would prefer not to pick 150 games. Can we like scale it back to like 110, 120, where I can sprinkle a little bit like 20, 20, 20 more on Friday or 10 more on Friday, 20 more on Sunday. Give me a spread it out a little bit, man. I don't need freaking Iona Sienna Saturday at four o'clock while I'm freaking grinding out two Big 12 games, three Big 10 games, a Big East game in the SEC. And well, you can't watch the Pac 12 because it doesn't exist anymore. Uh, yeah. What were you gonna say, though? You you have a point though in saying that because I mean Colby preaches it on the college football experience all the time. Play more midweek games. Play yes. more games not on Saturday yes. or Sunday because you'll get more eyes on this conference, and that's what this conference does. I mean, like a, a, a ton of gamblers know about the MAAC because I mean there's only 12 games on Friday and then 20 to 30 on Sunday, but on Saturday you get 150, um, and you have a better chance of being able to be watched on a Friday or a Sunday. And that's when these uh, conferences play. And I, I also think it's uh, a travel uh, a cut cost thing on travel because you're only traveling uh, Friday through Sunday. You get back home on campus Monday through Friday and these schools care about school. So uh, that's one thing too. So school, <laughs> Mac. school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, a- a- academics. Number one, Basketball number two, uh, as <laughs> my friend Les Miles would say. Uh, student athlete, you know, it's about the yeah. student athlete experience, you know. So yeah, yeah we're we're just kind of well, live handicapping the MAAC here today because I know I know for me personally, preseason wise, MAAC is not really on my radar. So today, I'm kind of looking at these rosters for the first time. <laughs> I don't know about Mac, but. I'm ready to dive into some of these because I know there's there's one man there's one man that I, I'm just I'm putting like a hex on on their season for the rest of the year, uh, and, and it's going to continue until like I don't know I don't know whenever I want it to stop that's when it's going to stop. But you fucking hate that guy. I love it. It's absolutely fantastic. Wait till we get for, to that. And it's yeah. one of the blue bloods in this league too. I was gonna I was gonna spoil it. I'll, I'll spoil it for for those that weren't around March Madness last year. It's Tobin Anderson. That's that's the guy that I have a I I just have an axe to grind with him. But it's not only because Purdue lost. Like I'm not a salty Big Ten fan on on Tobin Anderson. You know he just rubbed me the wrong way. He did rub you the wrong way. I mean, you were eating your meal that one Friday night. I looked over and said, what the hell's wrong with you? You go, I hate that fucking Tobin Anderson guy. Yeah, I go, and Colby's like, what's wrong with this guy? I go, he's fucking worked up about Tobin Anderson upsetting his Purdue Boilermakers on the money line. Um, uh, all right, well, let's uh, let's dive into this on the other side. But first, we got to talk about um, the underdog fantasy because underdog fantasy is a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. Underdog has just introduced Scorchers going simply five for five 
in Pick'em, and you can enjoy a nice spicy 100 times payout. And they're doing a limited underdog um, by extending it up to the first deposit bonus up to $500. $100,000 Sundays will continue on Underdog Fantasy. Ten lucky players can win $10,000 each. Uh, Monday Night Football, I'm on the unders. Uh, Take some unders on Kirk. Uh, going against that Niners defense without Justin Jefferson. So get over there, make your picks, and maybe make a little bit of cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you use the sign-up promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by the NBA Underdog Contest. How about that? NBA is back this week. We'll see. We'll see who's actually back. The guy will be sitting out every other fucking night because his toenails fucking injured. But hey, get over there to the NBA Gambling Podcast. Those guys, you know, they, they got a lot of work to do because they got to freaking find out whose freaking uh, girlfriend is hurting their feelings that night. It might be a load management mental night off or uh, mental health wellness or whatever the hell they're calling it. So head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog. Submit a screenshot where you can play underdog NBA promo code SGPN and one random winner will get a nice NBA gambling podcast hoodie over at sports gambling podcast.com slash NBA dog. All righty, man, let's dive right into the MAAAC and we're going to lead it off with the golden Griffs, the golden Griffins of Canisius come in to the 23, 24 season. They finished last year, 10 in 20, Eight in twelve in the MAAC. Won a couple times on the on the money line as a dog. Reggie Witherspoon in his eighth season over at the Costler Athletic Center. Don't forget your membership. Uh, departing the the Golden Griffs. Jordan Henderson, fourteen points a game. Jameer Moultre, uh, he's from DC. I remember Jameer when he was in high school. Ten points a game. Uh, Jacko Fritz, eight points a game. Coming in through via the portal. Joe Jones. From Georgia State, Cam Palas from Valparaiso. Oh, man. The Golden Griffs haven't had a winning year in quite a while. 2017-18 was the last one. I mean, What's your take on this team, Noah? This kind of feels like another basement year for these Golden Griffs. Yeah, so Canisius, they lose three of their top four scores from a season ago. Early on, the Golden Griffins are relying on sophomore Taj Stavesky uh, to be a game breaker. In his freshman year, Taj played three, 30 minutes a game and averaged 12 points. Uh, the other four projected starters are all upperclassmen, three juniors in their center. Joe Jones transferring in from the Sun Belt. He's taken a step down in leagues. Uh, he's a senior. He could surprise. I see Canisius in the middle of the pack for the Mac. Yeah, and, and Trevor makes a good point. Another team that went overseas, so continuity. Um might 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 be able to start fast. Uh Witherspoon, I mean, he's in his eighth year. I feel like they gotta have a decent year here. Um I kinda I what's the ceiling with this team now, you think? Oof, I would probably say fifth in the MWAC. That's where I'd put the ceiling. I I felt like they were really unlucky last year, too. I I, I felt like they lost a lot of close games. Pulling back up their schedule, just kind of remembering what these Canisius Golden Griffs did. Um, yeah, I do remember. Uh, they, they lost seven in a row from 
late January all the way into February, but then they got hot. I remember this. They won five out of six down the stretch before they were picked off by Mount St. Mary's in overtime in the tournament. They Ironically, they didn't lose to anybody the last month plus of the season. Mount St. Mary's was their only two losses by a combined two points. I kind of I kind of agree with you. I kind of like them in the middle of the pack here, Noah. Yeah, and uh, at the beginning of the year, so – if we're going off TBDBJ uh, saying that they played overseas, I mean, as he states, it's it's really good because it's extra practice. These guys have game repetitions, um, and they get a chance. He says, I mean, I totally agree with him to build some chemistry on the team. Uh, Going to be some good chances to to back them here. They go on the road at Syracuse, at St. Bonaventure, at Cleveland State. Now, I think all three of those are expected to, you know, all three programs are expected to take a step up. So I, I think even if the market is a little off on those three programs, I'd still I'd back it if it's the wrong number that it's listed. Because uh, I, I think Syracuse is a top six team in the ACC this year. St. Bonaventure is going to c- compete for an A-10 title. And Cleveland State's pretty good in the Horizon League as well. So uh, they're laying double or they're getting double digits in all three of those games per Torvik. Uh, St. Bonaventure going to be the biggest favorite against them, minus 16. Uh, that's a projected line, of course, but that's kind of how I feel uh, with the first couple of games. The first game that I'd like actually I uh, taking Canisius here is maybe Wofford because they lose quite a bit. Yeah. Yep. No, I, yeah, no, I, 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 I think you look at Weatherspin too. Uh, it's a big year for him, man. I mean, last two years combined 21 and 43, they, it, it it's kind of a put up or shut up year. They haven't finished yeah. in the top four for over a couple of years. He started strong, so big year for them. So, and, and we have like TV uh, Trevor Vandenbosch, Jones, Rob Donaldson in the chat right now. Ryan Hasty was in here. Uh, a couple of diehard college basketball fans. We're all kind of handicapping this conference as as we go. Rob goes there only three double digit losses in non con last year. So really impressive comparatively to the uh, rest of the conference. Uh, totally agree there. And if you're getting double digits and they're getting it in four games here in the non-conference, Syracuse, St. Bonaventure, Cleveland State, like I mentioned, and then they play at Pitt, you know, Mac's going to fade them there. So, Oh, yeah. They're live that game. Hey, they're <laughs> live. live. <laughs> I don't know about that. But. <laughs> it, 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 shout out to Garrett. He says, can't wait for January and February where he's blindly tailing money line Mac. Fade in the Pitt Panthers. Just kidding. I added that in there. But yes, we will have a couple wildcat parlays. We'll have bulldog parlays. We'll have Courtney Love parlays. We'll have no Phoenix steaming LeBaron hot, hot uh, parlay. parlays or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what Colby's well, going to come up with. Well, he he came well, up with season tickets for Holy Cross in Denver next year. Like who who knows what he's going <laughs> to brainstorm over there. We, we 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 gave out so the season's so long. I'll never forget when I gave up. Remember when I gave out that state of Michigan parlay and went zero and four. Yeah, with fucking the Wolverines, Sparty. I, Detroit it was that night. I was actually on the show with you. It was one of the nights that Colby, like one of the six nights that Colby wasn't able to do the entire season last night, every day, <laughs> every game, picking every game on every show live. Uh, it was one that I filled in. And I was like, don't take Oakland. Don't take Central <laughs> Michigan. Like those two teams are not covering these games. You know, it is what it is. 
you were I like screwed. I got screwed. I, <laughs> I was I was against that. I, I was against at least half of that parlay that I remember. And you were like, nope, nope, we're going all in on this. <laughs> uh, I had come off a big Saturday and I was like, I was feeling myself. I said, Oh, these are all gonna hit Tom Izzo. He's he's gonna win outright at Purdue. They got fucking Zach Eady smoked. Rob oh. Donaldson says no more Michigan parlays because no. Eastern Michigan was shoved in there a couple of times oh, last year, God. too. <laughs> they were so fucking bad. I remember I walked out of church and I think it was Michigan. They were down like 15 to two. And I go, Well, this parlay ain't hidden. Let's go, let's go, let's let's go, let's go to brunch and have a couple freaking mimosas, bloody Marys, and just forget I placed that parlay. So yeah, yeah. Rob in the chat goes, Mac was the governor of Michigan for exactly 14 hours before fleeing. I the was state. I tried to save you guys. Fuck Michigan. No offense, Noah. Uh speaking of a uh program that's kind of hit dumpster fire, Noah. Ooh. Fairfield. The stats. I don't I don't they know. They got if a new arena come- though, right? They did, but did you see the news that dropped a week ago? Maybe not. No, Jay, this is not Jay, a conference that I pay well, attention to too much. Well, Jay Young stepped down as head coach, so we have a coaching really? change. We have an interim change on in mid in mid uh, mid October. So this is this is once again we're talking MAAC and how fucked up this league is and trying to handicap it to keep <laughs> it completely honest. This just adds another layer to how fucked up this league is. Yeah, um, shout out to the Almanac too. Like they do great work, and they put out a lot of this before. Oh, they're uh, even great. Ken, even Ken yeah. Palm and Torvik are out. They have Fairfield projected second in the MAAC. So not sure that's gonna happen. <laughs> no, it, it's it's. I mean, he stepped down there. Uh, former Niagara head coach Chris Casey is gonna okay. step in as interim coach. Oh man, um. This is a hard team to handicap because this is, like you said, they, they had high expectations for Jay Young this year. Um, they brought a lot back. I mean, they did lose a couple pieces. Supreme Cook, that's a great name, by the way. Supreme Cook. Uh, yeah, 13 points a game. Right? Yeah, 13 and 8. TJ Long, 10 points a game. Alon Rhodes, 10 points a game. So they did lose some pieces. But, I mean, they brought in Yetna from Seton Hall. That's a big piece. He was a high major guy. Lewis Bleachmore from St. Joe's and a couple Juco guys. Um, damn. Um, I, I By default, probably middle of the pack team, but this is all of a sudden turned into a complete mystery team and nobody really has a big handicap on this team all of a sudden. Yeah, I mean, you got to like the, the projected starting five, though. I mean, they've got four seniors and a junior here. Um, <clears throat> the, the front court's new in SEC from New Mexico. <laughs> which is a great get from a good program and yet now Seton Hall, another good program. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like to think the roster is going to be good. And at least they don't have a first time head coach. You're saying he's coming in from Niagara. So yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Th- this was a team that was projected to finish in the top half of the league prior to the coaching change. I'd probably say this is another team that falls into the middle. Ken Palm has the stags third and the MAAC here. So there's some hope with the roster, uh, whether that coaching situation is going to be able to, you know, iron itself out. That's something to behold. Uh, we'll probably figure that out in the first couple of games. I'll pull up the schedule, but you can go ahead and talk about something if you want. Yeah. Uh, I'll talk about Chris Casey, who's the interim coach. He was 64 and 129 at Niagara in, in, in his six years there. Uh, best year was 2018 where they won the CIT 
I mean, he was at least there, so there is a little bit of continuity. Rob makes a good point as well that we saw this with Manhattan, and Manhattan was Manhattan was good. Um, they were they were rough early, but covering yes. the large large spreads because the not, market yes. thought people were panicking, and there were like twenty points, twenty four points, and they were covering those, but still getting their doors kicked in. And yeah. as the season went along, they they improved. They didn't quit on the coach. No. And yeah, that was the main thing. And yeah, no, and and it was Steve Masiello, the one yes. that got fired, and then that right. whole, created the the Jose Perez saying at West Virginia, Omar Silverio. That's what it stemmed from that decision. Uh, but yeah, it's where's, uh, where's uh, Masiello now? Because he was the assistant for it, Patino at Iona. Oh, he's with Slick Rick in the Queen City. He's he's he followed yeah, the St. John. Yeah, he, yeah, he's at St. John. Oh, that's that's a yeah. nice guy to hitch his wagon to. Yes, he oh, is. Oh yeah, John. the mob will be strong in in New York City this year <laughs> with Masiello so, and Slick Rick, baby. <laughs> so game one for Fairfield's against Boston College. They're getting thirteen according to Torvik. They're getting eight against Rhode Island. I don't mind that at all because Rhode Island was one of the teams that had near the bottom of the A10. Um, and then I'm probably laying the points with Drexel against Fairfield. The eight, the eight ten was the biggest crab shoot league that we picked so far. That league, I mean, we made a case for about like ten teams. Um, I don't know, man. The, by default, probably they talent wise, they should be top five, but should be. There's a lot of unknown. Maybe they're ready by league play. I don't know if there's a lot of unknown. There's just one big unknown. The, heck <laughs> the other thing, I mean, that's a big unknown. But. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing is like, I, I guess if you're looking to pull Coles in the roster, I think the roster is pretty good. Starting five is going to be quite good. Uh, the bench, there's no depth here. It's very young. So hopefully there's and, no injuries. Hopefully they can avoid the injury bug. And Yetna's got to stay healthy. Yetna never yes. stays healthy. So. All righty. Well, that, that that puts a bow on Fairfield. Let's go over to No Phoenix favorite coach in the <laughs> league. Tobin Anderson takes over the Iona Gales. No more slick Rick um, over there for these Gales. Great year last year, 27-8, and 17-3 in the MAAC. Got absolutely screwed on the draw. If they had played anybody but UConn, they might have actually won a game. They lose – well, lose about almost everybody. I mean, they lose Jenkins, who averaged 16 points a game. Walter Clayton, 17 points a game. Nelly Joseph averaged 15 points a game. Uh, Gene Lewis uh, averaged eight points a game. And most importantly, they lost Slick Rick Patino, the Hall of Famer. So this team's going to be a work in progress. Tobin Anderson, though, has proven he can build a team through the portal at Fair Dick. Um, and then, obviously, everybody – he was no, a winner really, coming up through the ranks too, Juco D two. Yes. He's a good coach, man. Yeah. I know you don't like him, but he's I mean he does a good job. What's yeah. uh I mean, talk about the fit. You think he fits Iona? I mean, I, I think he fits the area. If he started yeah. at uh Fairleigh Dickinson, I mean he's not moving from a, the place that he is comfortable at least recruiting, but he didn't recruit too long at, at Fair Dick. He was only there for a year or two and then he's hopped again. That's that's one thing that I have against him is he like he doesn't build anything. He's had a couple of good years, which I mean that's definitely like uh, uh, you know kudos to him that he's winning immediately at some of these programs that he's going to. And, and maybe you just stop listening to me because I've got a like a, an axe <laughs> to grind with his ass. But uh, the the thing about it with with me here is like they didn't win the they didn't win the conference last year. They they 
won the conference tournament because Merrimack, who did win the conference, didn't get the auto bid because ask the NCAA. Uh, Merrimack made the jump up from D2 to D1, and now the NCAA chooses to punish a bunch of student athletes. I, I don't understand. So um, stupid. So, but, so then Tobin, uh, I can get behind Tobin's energy and all that. Uh, they go and they go win the playing game. I'm like, hey, man, that was a great win. He goes into the locker room, calls out Matt Painter and Purdue, saying, I know we can beat these guys. I was watching film on them. There's nothing worse than putting bulletin board material on, like in the other team's locker room. But, you know, Purdue probably was like, who is this little guy? Like screaming at us, saying they that he won. knows he can beat us. They beat Purdue. Kudos to him. They knock off one of the best teams in all of college basketball last year. I got nothing against them in that game. Perfect game plan. I mean, the the book was out on Purdue already, but then they go into game two against Florida Atlantic, and they act like they're the the all high and almighty because they knocked down number one seed and Florida Atlantic right there. They're still Cinderella. You are playing another school that they're pretty much at. They're they're both mid majors. I'll say that. And FAU's up. It was like maybe eight or ten late in the game. Um, I forget who did it, but he goes up and he does a 360 windmill dunk. Cool. Like, I, I love it. Like, go ahead. Do that. You're up. Make a statement going into the Sweet 16. Tobin Anderson takes complete exception to it. I do, starts I do screaming at Dusty yeah. May. I'm like, dude, you are not uh, – you are not um, – what's the word that I want to – like, damn it. I, I can't think of the word that I want to – You're not entitled. Coach K. You're not entitled yeah. to be able to be bitching out – Another coach that, you know, they're happy to be there and you should be too. Like that was the biggest thing that I had against Tobin. So, and then he bounces schools to Iona, you know, props to him. He gets a, uh, you know, a a raise in the paycheck, but I I don't know. I got an ax to grind for with Tobin for at least, I got to at least see him now with, with him getting more attention at Iona, uh, under the limelight there in New York for a, a little bit longer, uh, before I can, start to like him again. Cause I, I think he's a great coach. I think he's very positive uh, with a lot of the guys in the locker room, like everything that they were putting out on the guy. Amazing. But I just, I hated how he acted in the NCAA tournament and that when they lost, you know, like that's how you're judged. Not when you're on the high horse, when you come off a big win, it's how you lose and get back from it. You know, I, I just pulled it up on the side and I, I did, I did forget how ridiculous that fucking was. It is. Um, I, I just, yeah, I, I I thought that was soft as fuck to 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 keep keep it really honest. I mean, I thought I thought that was soft as hell that 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 he tried to get in Dusty May's face. Like, all right, man, I understand you can be a little bit upset, but just say, hey, man, come on, like, what are we doing? Don't yeah. don't make a whole scene and, and make it make it about you. You're 16 seed, like you said, that yeah. probably didn't deserve to be in the tournament if Merrimack was eligible they beat you Correct. in the regular season and tournament i do agree but i do agree that he beat purdue's ass too so it kind of goes I, both ways i'm not denying it i'm not yeah. denying it but you know it just rubbed me the wrong way let's talk about the roster here because <clears throat> it looks all right i mean brings he brings in a lot of transfers there's going to be four in this projected starting five here um but four seniors one junior that one junior is greg gordon who comes in from dyersburg state community college uh, so that's Juco ranks uh, kid. But I mean, uh, Tobin is familiar with 
that level of play. So I sure I'm sure he he grabbed a good kid there. Um, for the the four guys that played D1 last year in this projected starting five, they all averaged 23 minutes or more per game last year. None of them were really like studs on the team that they come from, but they're all grinders. All of them have at least three boards a, a game. And uh, Joel Brown coming in from Cal has to be a great get and grab because, I mean, he got a ton of time uh, at the Pac-12 level, even though Cal was a dumpster fire in its own right. But he had three boards, three assists a game. Uh, Got to like that get, get. He's going to be a point guard stepping down a league level. Iona looks pretty good here. I want to fade Tobe in his first year. <laughs> I, 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 I'm with you. I I think everybody's going to be – History be, will say it, it's not a good idea because he has uh, climbed the coaching ranks fast. Year one or year two, he's winning. He's winning big. He moves on. That's how Tobin's done. To keep in perspective, Patino, his first year at Iona, finished ninth in the regular season. I think it's a tr- – and that was from the transition year from Clues. I think it's a transition year – I kind of think middle of the pack. I, I, I think if we're going to label a bus team, I think it's Tobin Anderson and Iona. I uh, want I'm, to, but I'm going to yes. be a little rational about oh, it. Oh, come not on. Gonna... Don't be a coward. You, no, you're, I, you already bashed well, no. him. <laughs> no, I already bashed him, but I, I'm not going to I'm not gonna you know, steer thousands of people that listen to the show the wrong way. I, I, I think they're a top three team here in the MAAC, but they're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold my grudge against them, and they're not going to win the league. That's what I'm doing here. Because they, I think they have a very good shot at doing it. Everybody that listens to the show, no, I'm not afraid to put my money where my mouth is. <laughs> this is a team that's finishing outside the top three. Let's go. I'm fading Iona All right. and Tobin All right. so Anderson. Have, Let's go. This is this is great. So we have what we did with Colby. Uh, yes. St. John's is not finishing the top four bet, and now that we ain't have happening. That. Yeah. yeah, no, it, it's not. We're both. <laughs> I had them sixth. You yeah. had them fifth. Um, and now we're both on an Iona bet where I, I think I think they're good enough to top come top three. I hate his guts, and that's why he's going to win. So, <laughs> all right, you, first cocktail uh, bet in Vegas this year. Second, Iona second, top three. First Sorry, one's yes, coming it. from Colby. Well, this first, first of ours head to head. Yes. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, let's go with these other teams and dive into it. Uh, let's talk about Hall of Fame bets first, though, because you got to win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season. With Hall of Fame, bets a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer with historical data. Any enter any parlay, Hall of Fame bets, revolutionary parlay, optimizer tool, so you can break down each and every leg so you know which leg has more value than others and just know exactly what you're doing. So stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching the Hall of Fame bets to craft a more intelligent, data-driven parlay. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use that promo code SGP to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All righty. Back on the college basketball experience. Talking M-A-A-A-A-C. Uh, all right. Let's move along in the slate. Noah Beanick. Uh, next up, we got, ooh, we got the Jaspers. New coach over there for the Jaspers Manhattan. Like we talked about, man, this was an interesting team because I don't think anybody saw them going 10 and 10 league play. I thought they did a good job, but John Gallagher comes over from Hartford. You disgusting fucking non-competitive losers. Don't hold it against him, though. 
Hold it no, against I their program in their school. Yes. Don't hold it yes. against Gallagher. Yes. I wish Which, nothing, kudos nothing. to him. He's going from a dumpster fire to a former dumpster fire. <laughs> yes. I wish nothing but the worst for Hartford Athletics. You guys Me too. burn and, in hell. And uh, on behalf of Colby, I think he would retweet your statement as well. <laughs> I think he'd have a couple other words to say about it too. So, But, hey, you'll have to hear him uh, – every single night on the college basketball experience. Cause I'm sure he will discuss it. That and the divider, man, the divider is supposed to be in this league. That is bullshit that they're not a part of this league anymore. Unbelievable. Yeah, I cannot gone. believe I cannot bet a two o'clock afternoon. Welcome to volleyball class at the divider between the freaking Brooklyn. Were they, were they MAAC or NEC? What there's, there's two of them. There's, there's, yeah, uh, there's two of them. I think this one's an MAAC. Maybe it's NEC. I don't know. They were NEC. Brooklyn the Divider was NEC. They're both it's, NEC. It's the same both, damn thing. They're both, they're both, they're both in the Northeast, in the Ivy League. It's all, <laughs> both it's all the same. The it's, it's all the same shit. These leagues all suck. <laughs> they're, but they're NEC. They play spotlight games. Uh, this team We'll be talking NEC later this week, by the way, either like Monday oh, or Tuesday. Gosh. I forget what uh. day we scheduled it for. I can't wait to bet a lot of money on the NEC games once again. Uh, Ant Nelson's <laughs> out, 15 points a game. Josh Roberts, 12 points. Samir Stewart, 12 points a game. Nick Brennan, 9 points a game. But, hey, they got into the portal. Briggs McLean got over coming over from that filthy Hartford University. He says, hey, I want to play basketball, so I'm going to leave this sorry-ass place. He's coming over from Hartford. Perry Cohen coming over from Brown. Daniel Ruzan from Weaver State. Brett Rub- Rumpel. From the St. Bonaventure, that's a good program. I like that. Shaquille yeah. Bender, he's off his off a weekend. Bender from Fullerton College. <laughs> Wesley Robinson from Bloomfield College. All righty. This kind of feels like a transition year, doesn't it, Noah? Yeah, a little bit of a rebuild. But, I, I dude, Briggs McLean coming over from Hartford. He was their best player. That's a great get. He's a senior. Averaged 31 minutes a game last year, 14 and a half points. He's going to be a great duo with Brett Rumpel, who, I mean, it's I say it with Villanova quite a bit, guards from Villanova in the portal. It's gold. St. Bonaventure, I mean, they they keep a very good program, and it's another guard. I mean, they are wonderful in uh, development. Um, so I'm sure he's a redshirt sophomore. Two years in that program, behind the studs that they've had in the last two years, Rumpel might be all right. I think that's as about as many as the positives that you're going to get from this team because the other pieces on this team are very inexperienced. I kind of think this is the worst team in the league. Just I, I feel like they're going to take their lumps, but I always say this with first-year head coaches. When they're a heavy dog in February, catching 15, 16-point lines, maybe even 20, I think they're going to get better and better, and that's when we want to back them. When they got nothing to lose and this inexperience all of a sudden has a little bit more experience. Yeah, I'm kind of just handicapping this on the fly here. Manhattan and uh, Manhattan is last in Torvik and Ken Palm. They bring back the third least experience from a season ago. And I, this team is very different from the year before. So if that's what you're kind of expecting from the Jaspers, I'd say uh, no longer. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice way of uh, putting that they're going to suck ass. That was, that was that was a nice way of you. Uh, Alicia, glass half full, no, Bean. I kind of like it. So, all right, man. 
let's uh let's move along. We'll we'll see where we end up putting the Jaspers from Manhattan. Let's talk a little bit of Maris Red Foxes, baby. The Maris Red Foxes coming off. Where'd it go? Oh, there we go. 13 and 26, 6 and 14 last year in league play. John Dooney in his sixth season at the helm. Uh, they lose a couple pieces. Fuck the, the key one, Patrick Gardner, 19 points a game, seven rebounds a game. That's kind of a big piece. Anthony Cooper, seven points a game. Stefan Ingo, four points a game. A uh, little bit in the portal. They went out and got Jackson Price from the Citadel, Max Allen from San Jose State, Isaiah Sulak from Tennessee. I mean, a little bit of power five there. I don't know, man. What, what do we think of these Maris Red Foxes, uh, No Beanick? So they bring back the third least experience from uh, a roster standpoint. Uh, they've got three sophomores in this projected starting five here. Uh, the guard play is going to be quite good. I think all of them averaged 26 or more minutes from last season. Um, <clears throat> as for... Maris, they were kind of like a Jekyll and Hyde team from what I remember last year. Was, yes. Uh, they would they would cover a few, and then uh, you'd start to back them, and you're like, this is not the team that I started wanting to buy into here. Um, I can jump into the schedule a little bit, but I think this is uh, either – I think it's the back of the middle. Or like if, if we're tearing this thing off into like three or four, I'd probably put them either in the – the top half of the last quadrant or the back of the middle for me personally. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with, you know, I, I, I think they're really going to miss Gardner. I, I think that's a big piece that they're going to miss. It, it's they, huge. They're, they're going to be a work in progress this year. So, I mean, this, this is going to be another team that I feel like these teams are so hard to get a gauge on. Um, and the MAAC. So looking forward to seeing what the Red Fox is. Big year for John Dunny. So he's got to he's got to figure out a way to win some ball games. Yeah, uh, they lose their top score from a year ago, and their offense was already ranked ninth out of eleven. Not uh, good. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be another. Uh, I, I would I like the bottom half bottom half team. I I, I have them probably like seventh or eighth in the MWAC here. Same. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that at the end. All right, next up, let's go to the Mountaineers. Great mascots. I mean, can't think of a better one. Let's go, <laughs> baby. The Mount St. Mary's at Emmitsburg, Maryland. Dan Engelstad in the sixth season at the helm. And for, they play at Not Arena there in, um, outside of Frederick, Maryland. Key departures, guys, leaving the program. Jalen Benjamin's off. Uh, he ever 16 a game. Malik Jefferson, eight points a game. DeAndre Thomas, seven points a game. Bringing a couple of transfers from Richmond, Malcolm Dredd, and Presbyterian with Terrell Ard. Ard. Um, man, the mount's been down lately. I I I I'm waiting for them because they, they had it rolling, but they were in the NEC. They do they did transition hey, over yeah. into a new league. It is a transition period. Um It'll be year two, I believe, in the Metro. Yeah, it, it, yeah, year two, because I do remember them being in the NEC because this they were was in the West, tournament their last year. Yeah, this was West Virginia's opener last year, and I remember breaking down the mount and um, talking about how they're transitioning from a new league. So well, what do you think of these Mountaineers, Noah? 
I actually, I think I'm quite high. Like with, like we've mentioned, kind of first time I'm looking at the yeah. rosters. Four seniors and a junior in the projected starting five here. Uh, they lose one of their best players in Jalen Benjamin last year, but they also they lost they lost Chong Kui the year after uh, going to the NCAA tournament, and they were they stayed afloat. Uh, they were uh, what tied for eighth in the Metro last season. So I think this team's going to be all right. I think this is probably a middle to above average team in the Metro. I like the trio of, of senior guards here and Xavier Lipscomb, Joshua Reeves, and Dakota Lefew. Two of those guys in Lipscomb and Lefew, uh, pretty efficient shooting uh, shooters. So uh, Lipscomb in limited minutes shot 46% from three and Lefew 38. Um, and Reeves right behind him, uh, 36%. So I think this team might be all right. I kind of agree with you too, and I, I think I, I think you make a good point with the transition from a new league to another. It takes a year, get acclimated, fit, find out how physical one league is versus the other, recruit to that, bring in players to adjust to that. I kind of think that nine to one may actually be worth the sprinkle here. I, I, I think I think this league is pretty wide open. Um, last year. If you take out Iona, I mean, second place was eleven and nine, or sorry, the the moving company actually finished thirteen and seven. Um, yeah, I mean, they got veterans. I, I think this is a top half of the league team. Yeah, I I, I tend to agree with you. I, I think they're definitely top half. I got to see more of these rosters um, before I kind of make a claim on how confident I am in the Mountaineers this year. But the Mount is only a, a two years removed from uh, NCAA tournament appearance. They took mm. a step up in league, which kind of, you know, they dipped their toe last year. They might, they might be more acclimated here. Oh, well, and they're in the Mountaineers. So, you know, you know, they're, they're, they're going to have a little bit of culture and toughness. So uh, let's go, let's go, baby. I like yeah. it. I'm on the Mount. Let's go Mountaineers. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm on the good side of the Mount too. Yeah. I, I like the Mount. I've been to I've been to Mount St. Mary's and they're the Mountaineers, like I said. So all right, let's go over to the Niagara Falls Purple Eagles. Greg Paulson is fifth year already. How about that? 16 and 15 last year, 10 and 10 in MAAC play. They lose a lot. Noah Thomason, 20 points a game. Guy Aaron Gray, 13 points a game. Sam Ario, eight points a game. And then they lose uh Capsirk. And more, they both combined for about ten points a game. But hey, man, they're, they got reinforcements coming in because they got Randy Tucker transfer from Green Bay, Luke Bumbalo uh, <laughs> transfer from Ball State, baby. I love me some Ball State Tuesday night action. Uh, Kwame Marvel, Loyola Marymount, he played with Kelly and Pepe, uh, Dre Bullock from Louisiana Tech. Oh, this is a freaking name right here. <laughs> Yao Obang Mensah. He was good. I remember from him from UNBC. Yes, I remember him watching him. I remember him too. I I, I still couldn't pronounce his name then. So Malik <laughs> Edwards from William Penn. Where the hell is that at? William Amir. Penn. That's a uh, Pennsylvania school. It's uh, Western Penn. Uh, Western Western PA played them in baseball. That's how I know. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Th- th- this team's old, man. Yes, sir. Uh, that was my first observation here. Greg Paulus is already in his fifth year. What is Greg Paul pulling up Greg Paulus's tenure so far? Um, Greg Paulus in his fifth year at Niagara. 
coming off. He's been, I mean, he's been literally middle of the pack every year. Um, he has finished fifth or sixth every single year, nine and 11, seven and nine, nine and 11, 10 and 10, 35 and 41 in four years. Kind of feels like they may break through into the top four this year. Noah, how about you? Yeah, I could agree with that. Last year, they were a top five offense in the uh, Metro and defensively, they're middle of the pack. Uh, it's kind of kind of like the track record here. Uh, I think that's the lowest you should be on the middle of the pack, especially since they've got five seniors in this projected starting five. Um, so I, I would say this, none of these guys are have a, a ton of miles in their engine uh, when it comes to, you know, play and basketball. A lot of these guys are kind of like mid twenties, uh, low teens and minutes. Um, however, a couple of the transfers in uh, Bumbleo from Ball State uh, coming in over from the MAC, I would say that's a little bit of a step down. Loyola Marymount from the WAC or from the WCC is a step down in conference. And then Mensa, I I thought he was quite good uh, as the big man for UMBC. Um, this team's going to be small, but they're experienced. So uh, not something that I, I typically love to – back when it comes to like this team every other night if a bad matchup down low is going to burn them like it's going to be tough uh because the tallest guy on this roster is like so they have a seven footer on the bench tallest guy is six eight though um i think that's the one the the hole that you poke through the very experienced roster this is definitely um niagara has the most experienced roster returning from a season ago. Yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of, kind of hard to think that this team won't take a little bit of a jump. So, um, yeah, I, I, I like this team. Uh, Rob, Rob, small ball wins it in, in, in the MAAC. Yes, it does. It wins in a lot of these little leagues. So I kind of like this team to make a jump. Let's go over to the Quinnipiac. What's a Quinnipiac? They're the Bobcats. Bobcats had a hell of a year last year, 20 and 12, 11 and nine third in the MAAC and somehow that got um, Baker Dunleavy canned. I mean, I don't know when Quinnipiac <laughs> thought that they were fucking Kentucky all of a sudden. Baker Dunleavy was fired, um, finished 86 and 93 in six years there. But like I said, won 20 games right there to win the league. Um in comes Tom Pacora taking over the program and a lot of pieces departing here. Uh, Desi Jones, 13 points a game. Court Lewis, Courtright, 10 points a game. Ike Nowicki, 10 points a game. Tyrese Williams, 9 points a game. Tamu Cherney, 5 points a game. You got some high major guy, or they got a high major guy. Richie Springs coming over from the UConn Huskies. He's got a national championship ring. That means something. Doug Young coming over from Midland College. Aaron Lewis from Delaware State. And they got a Wofford transfer in Amari Tice. Um, initially, I kind of want to fade this team with the new coach. That's definitely an angle. But I I tend to think this is uh, – Rob said it in the chat too. They were one of the bigger teams last year. This team's got plenty of length and depth in the front court uh, behind them. That's something that I get kind of attracted to backing teams in the regular season. Everybody knows guards win in March, but uh, I, I think that's easy matchup stuff if you're looking to pick somebody off. 
Um, Amari Tice coming in from Wofford is going to be all right. I mean, he was behind BJ Mack last year. So uh, that's an interesting thought process and getting Tice. But guard duo of Savion Lewis and Matt Belanc both return from last year. They're both graduate seniors. Savion's going to be a new point guard, only played 14 minutes a game last year, but Belanc was all right. Averaged 12 points a game last year, 37% from three. Um, I'd say this is another probably middle-of-the-pack team, maybe a little bit lower if you're nervous about the new coaching change. Yeah, I'm nervous about it, and cap-wise is too. Um, go check out their work. They, they do an unbelievable job over there. Going to be fading Quinnipiac early in the season when I can, so I, I, I agree cap-wise. I, I think – I. I mean, Tom Pacora though is a long tenured head coach, head coach at Hofstra, Fordham, um, and then you know what's crazy, crazy too is, I mean, he was on the staff with Quinnipiac when the coaching change happened. He he had Hofstra going in the mid two thousands, but I kind of I I I think I think they're going to struggle, take a little bit of a step back this year. Um, like all right, like look. you said, a weird firing. They were not bad last year. I know. With Dunleavy, um, third oh, yeah. best offense, fourth oh, yeah. best defense. They were solid. Yeah, uh, Rob Rob makes a good point that Dunleavy did leave on his own, but it kind of was they 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 kind of showed him the door from from what I heard. It it was kind of you're gonna have to make the tournament or you're gone next year, and he he decided it was time for a change. So I don't know, I. I, I I'm not a big fan of backing new coaches, so I will unless be they bring quite a bit in from their previous stop. That's yeah. typically like a good sign that you can back them early. Yeah. All right, let's go over to our favorite uh, program, the Moving Company Rider, Rider, Rider of the Bronx. Um, are they are they the Bronx or Broncos? Bronx, just the Bronx. Bronx. Uh, the Moving Company. I actually hated this team last year because they would win a <laughs> shitload of close games and they were yes. very lucky. Um, it's 13 and seven in the MAAC. They were feisty at home. Kevin Baggett in his uh, 12th season, they played alumni gym gymnasium. I mean, that is a great creative name. Alumni gymnasium. I mean, couldn't have, couldn't have come up with a more creative name for a gym myself. Um, they lose quite a bit. Dwight Murray, 16 points a game. Alan Betrin averaged seven points a game. Ajiri Agmugu Johnson <laughs> averaged seven <laughs> points a game. Got some transfer help. TJ Weeks coming over from UMass. Uh, Tyreek Weeks is a Miami-Dade freshman as well as TJ Langston. What do you think of these Bronx, man? I mean, they like I said, they took a, they took a big step last year. They, I mean, they were right there to win – not win the league. I mean, Iona ran, <laughs> ran away with it, but they were right there as a two seed the whole time. Yeah. I mean, again, our first looks at these teams here in the Metro, but under Baggett, I, I think this is my favorite roster that we've seen so far of the teams that we've kind of previewed. Moving um, company. Five seniors in the projected starting five. Uh, they lack a little bit of depth on the bench, but I mean, TJ Weeks comes in from UMass, your boy, uh, Frank Martin. He played mm-hmm. 26 minutes a game there, eight points a game, three and a half boards. Um, and then they have some size down low too. And Tariq Ingram, 
um, who didn't play much last year. And then Mervin Jones was kind of a stud. He's returning uh, 12 or 13 points a game in 29 minutes. And then uh, the, I guess the biggest issue here is new point guard in Corey McKeithen, only 14 and a half minutes from last year, three boards, uh, not a very good shooter. So that, that'll be interesting. Yeah, it will be interesting. And, and I just look back. I mean, they were 11 and three coming down the stretch. Uh, they were right there and then they kind of stumbled down the stretch. They won a shitload of close games. Uh, I mean, during that winning streak, three point went over Iona, three point went over Niagara, two point went over Manhattan, uh, overtime went over Fairfield, one point went against Fairfield. I, I, I mean, I remember them just winning close game after close game after close game, and then it kind of finally caught up. But I, I do agree, they, they do have a good little foundation here. They were but, the best rebounding team in the conference last year, and they mm-hmm. bring a lot back. They were the second best offense uh, via Kempom, uh and fifth best defense. I, I think this is the most, the best all around team that kind of returns quite a bit. I think this is definitely a contender. Um, I think the the biggest question mark that I have is point guard play. Same. Uh, I'll, I'll go. I'll go top four. Top four for the moving company. I, I wrote down top three so far Ooh. of what we've seen. Noah's trying to get a discount at the moving company. Here yes, we go, sir. baby. <laughs> I, I I need to I need to do it for my boss Colby since he's uh you know he is ready right now. <laughs> get over there, watch a little bit of Ryder Bronx basketball. All right, here we go. Sienna Saints. This is a good program. Um, I've always been a big fa- fan of this. Jimmy Pazzo stays. Uh, Cam Macarello in his fifth year. He was a assistant coach at G Dub before that. They do lose some pieces. And, and by the way, pick the guy everybody fell in love with March Madness wise last year, uh, Pickett from Penn State. He was a stud at Siena before that. So they got hit with the portal there. JVM McCollum, 16 points a game. Jackson Sormo, 13 points a game. Andrew. I love that Vladek, last year. Yes. They're, I mean, God damn, they lose a lot. Yeah. 11 points a game. Billups, eight points. Yeah. They don't really bring in a lot. They're young too, dude. Oh man, I I love this program, but this is a fade. This is this is a fade fade of the of the new group. I I mean, I really that's a young hmm. backcourt. Young backcourt when they've been really really old lately. They um, return nineteen point two percent of their minutes. That's only out edging Manhattan <laughs> after all their turnover by one percent, dude. By far yeah. the youngest team, and, and they finish third or better every year with Macarello. I mean, he he's done a good job there, but. How can you, how can you back this team as a contender with all the unknowns in youth? Yeah, I somebody at the Almanac likes them. They predict and projected them to win the win the I conference know. regular season. But I mean, Torvik has them second to last, and Ken Palm's got them fourth to last. He's got them in eighth. So I don't know if they uh, were pe- if they know if they're related to the if Macarello is the co- <laughs> their cousin. I, I like what what are they smoking? This team's pretty inexperienced. I mean, two of the yeah. two of the guys in the starting five haven't even played. Yeah. I do I do think there's something with Macarello. I think he will keep them competitive, but this is a middle of the pack team. I, I can't see them being a top half. Do you know anything about uh, Geo and Mejuru coming in from Sam Houston State? Because I, I mean if if he's solid, like last year, his freshman year, he only played seven minutes a game. But 
in those seven minutes. He averaged three points and two boards. <laughs> That's quite impressive. He shot 71% in his limited time as well. Might be a, might be I, a good I, get. Yeah, I haven't seen enough of him though to, to, no, to say, hey, I, I gotta I gotta I gotta back them. So yeah, I mean um, the market's kind of adjusted to Sienna being bad. The almanac has not. Sienna yeah. is the one that had two, to be a typo from the third, almanac. Four, I mean, how five. the hell did they say they're gonna win the league? So they they've got the sixth highest odds to win the league. That seems yeah, seems about right if you want to trust the the culture and the program. But yeah. I think I'm a little lower. I think I'm a little lower. It could beat Iona. You never know. Um, all right, let's go to the final team in the MAAAC. Hopefully they beat Iona. <laughs> I know. Let's go to the team that pulled off uh, that everybody fell in love with, uh, what, t- two years ago when they beat the Kentucky Wildcats. They beat – who else did they beat? They beat Purdue. Who else, Who did they beat in the round of 32? They beat Kentucky, Kentucky, Purdue, and Murray they beat- State. Murray State. St. Pete's, uh, St. Saint, Saint Pete's, I mean, 14 and 18 last year, 7 and 13. Uh, Pasir Mason in his second year, obviously, taking over for Shaheen Holloway off the magical year. Um, I mean, they, they, they lose a bunch too. I mean, Dasher, 13 points a game. Murray, 13 points a game. Sadler, 8 points a game. Cardecki, 6 points a game. They do have some transfer help coming in. Marcus. Randolph is a good piece from Richmond. Roy Clark from St. Francis, New York. Hoagie and uh, Wood and Tanksley are good junior college pieces. And then you got Elijah Burke coming over from the Governors of Austin P. I've another hard team to read. A lot, a lot of coming in, a lot of coming out. What I will say is they lose a lot from a team that wasn't very good. Could be a little bit of addition by yeah. subtraction here. Uh, for St. Peter's, everything that I'm looking at tells me I shouldn't be too high on this team. But the first thing that jumps out to me here is senior lead or senior led backcourt. And Latrell Reed and Roy Clark, both of them played over 26 minutes a season ago. Uh, Neither one of them real stat stuffers and Reed's not a very good shooter. Um, They've got Three jun- uh, three seniors, two juniors in the starting five. I, I don't think this team's going to be in the basement. <laughs> like last year, they finished 10th in the conference. I, I think they finished a little bit better than 10th. I didn't, I didn't like that that St. Pete's didn't promote within. Taking take, take Ma- Ma- Basir uh, Mason over from Wagner. I know he was good at Wagner, but felt like the continuity of the program that that took a big hit and it showed last year i think they'll be a little bit better but i i can't they're they're definitely not going to be as good as they were two years ago i mean no shit i mean they were in the elite <laughs> eight but from i mean shaheen holloway also didn't win the regular season that year they went to the elite eight yeah it looks like they are waiting on a waiver, waiver for waiver Lamar Diamain, who's their projected yeah. Starting center, that could be an issue. Because uh, I kind of think this is a b- bottom half team, man. Yeah, I think they're bottom half, but I don't know if I have them like tenth or eleventh, like they were last year. I think I'm high on the backcourt at least. <laughs> yeah, uh, or not high. I, I think they're probably better than what they 
were last year. Um, St. Pete got all that tourney money and they spent it on a swimming facility, according to oh, Rob Donald. Absolutely filthy. I saw that <laughs> joke. It just pissed me off thinking about that. Um, all right, let's uh, let, let's pick this league. Let's pick yeah, this I, beautiful league. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna need a second, but I have every all of the notes that I said written. Well, that's down why we here. go one by one. Who do you yeah, have? I guess so. <laughs> in the basement, I got Manhattan in the dead basement. Yeah, Manhattan's last. That one's that one's a pretty easy one here. Okay, so we're seeing eye to eye. Who do you have in the second to last spot? I got Marist. I have no. I, I I'm a little bit higher on Maris than you. I I shit. I said I don't think they're going to come in tenth or eleventh. But I'm looking at everything that I kind of said about each team. I think St. Peter's is tenth. <laughs> well, I got St. Pete nine. All right. I have Sienna at nine. I I don't I don't love that situation there. I I could be oh. burned on that based on. Uh, a good program, but they do not bring back a lot. I'm not a fan of that. Going against the culture. Uh, I got Quinnipiac at eight. I'm going to go Marist at eight. Okay. At seven. This league is a beauty, man. Um, <laughs> I'm, no, I, I'm dipping back in the rosters now. I know I'm I'm going through it at seven. I'll go Canisius. Yeah, that was one that I'm looking at too. Um, and what? So who's stepping in as Fairfield's head coach again? Um. Oh shit, Casey Casey from Niagara. He was head coach in Niagara. Okay. <laughs> Because it's between Fairfield and Canisius for me at six and seven. Um, I'm going to go Fairfield at seven. Fairfield at seven. Yeah. I got Fairfield at six. Canisius at six for me. All right. At five, here's your bold take. Tobit Anderson and Iona Gales. They don't even finish in the top four. Fade them. Let's go. <laughs> I got Niagara. I got Ni- Niagara fifth. I don't hate it. Uh, at four, I got the Siena Saints. I, I kind of just said that I didn't really like the roster that much, but I trust the culture. They always seem to overachieve there in upstate New York. Give me Siena in the four hole. I'm taking Qu- Quinnipiac fourth. Very good. Um, God, this man. Who who do who am I gonna have win this league? <laughs> yeah, I'm dipping back in <laughs> again for some roster looks. I'll go Fairfield three. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Look- I had Fairfield six. What am I talking about? I can't can't pick yeah. a third. I was about to say. I thought I already picked Fairfield. Um, so I got who do I have left? I got Lighter Mountain. Give me the moving company in the three hole. We like the moving company here at TC. Uh, I'm going to go with 
between because I'm not low on Iona, but I don't have them winning it. <laughs> I love so, it. I love I so love this league. Iona's <laughs> second for me. I'm still figuring out my one and three. <laughs> Iona's second for you. Um yeah. I got the Mount. Mount St. Mary's in the two hole. Okay. I, I'm gonna go with Mount St. Mary's at three. There you go. Iona two. Who do you have winning it? I got Greg Paulson and the Niagara guys winning the league. Let's go. Let's go, Greg Pauls. Dude, this is like the least confident confident I've ever been in. Like, and I, I said it at the top of the show too. <laughs> uh when we were talking this conference. I've got the moving company. I've got Ryder. There you go. Finishing on top. I think they were there last year. They bring back some pieces from a team that, you know, tasted a, a good season this year. At, I think they want to go dance. This league's going to be absolutely fantastic. And to- Tobin Anderson can eat it. Oh, yeah, they're <laughs> finishing fifth. Yeah. Okay. I got him finishing second, and I'm still saying he can eat it. <laughs> Greg Pauls is due for a breakout year. He's been 500 every single year. This is breakthrough moment. They're going to win this league. Let's go. All righty, that's a call. What are they at? Yeah, they yeah, were are... twenty to one. Ooh, yeah, I like that. Twenty to one. You're nuts yeah. if you like anything in this. <laughs> what? And the Metro. Yeah, what, Rob. What, uh, what, Rob's on the, the moving I was, company. I was gonna say, they, what's the moving company for you? They they were transporting a lot of money for us in our into our pockets from <laughs> all their moving trucks. Uh, Ryder is plus four twenty five. Oh. So the. Small the betting ball. favorites, obviously, Iona. They're plus 220. Yeah. Uh, Ryder. I didn't look at the betting odds at all in deciding my pick, but they're the second betting favorite. So, is where's Niagara? I guess they're middle of the pack. Niagara's 20 to 1. Uh, longer shots than Niagara are St. Peter's at 30 to 1, Manhattan at 30 to 1. And that's it. <laughs> there was one more. Oh, yeah. They're sleeping. They're sleeping on, on Greg Paul. Let's go, baby. Yeah, I kind of like that roster, too. Yeah, they're think... they're old. Yeah, there's no there's no reason why they should be nine. No, yeah. So, no. I mean, Unless that's, Paul's that's, can't a coach. That, that's a team that we'd be looking to back here. So, oh, yeah. Niagara, their schedule here early on, Notre Dame, let's go. That's a money oh, line. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. They're I'm all over Notre that. Notre Dame opening night. That's money line potential. I'm gonna right I'm gonna make a prediction. Notre Dame minus seven and a half. They were minus seven. Yeah, I could see. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All over it. Yeah, all over. Niagara's gotta, gonna win that game. That's gonna be my money line dog on opening night. They're gonna be Shrewsbury. You can't have that as your number one dog opening night. No way. As a dog, yeah, they're gonna win that game. They're going to win it, but that's not your number. That can't be your number one. They'll be plus 300 on the money line. It's Niagara. Yeah, Notre Dame. I, I'm saying I'm I'm totally with you in taking Niagara over Notre Dame. However, I think we could probably. No, I meant, I meant, I, I meant we can find better. Wise. Well, yeah, no, I said confidence wise. I, yeah. They're not number one for me. No, I, I think I can find a better spot than Niagara at Notre Dame. 
I can't wait to bet this from Niagara game. So they're actually their favorite. So they could start four and one, five and oh. Oh, and didn't they have a St. Bonnie's kid? Were they the team? Who had a St. Bonnie's kid? Let's let's, let's let's dive back into these purple eagles where I'm buying in. Uh, no, they didn't have the St. Bonnie's kid, but they play St. Bonaventure and they're only a seven point dot. We were just talking about, was it yeah, Yale? They start five seniors. Wait, so Yale, was it, was it Yale that we were talking about, about Bonaventure on last episode? They were catching yeah. double digits against uh, oh, yeah. Bonaventure. Niagara might go undefeated. <laughs> who, who 20 was to it? one. Don't make, don't, don't check me with a good time, baby. Chat, help me out. Who, who was it that we were just talking about that had St. Bonaventure on the schedule? And it was like one of like four teams. I thought it was Yale, but I don't see Yale on the schedule for Bonaventure. Either way, so they, they are only catching seven. They host Bonaventure. So that could be a reason why the spread's a little bit lower. So, I mean, they, they play Bucknell, St. Francis, PA, St. Peter's, Quinnipiac in conference. They're actually favored against Quinnipiac at home by a point. Uh, so they're, they're starting three and two or four and one. Then they play Bonaventure, which is going to be a loss. Then they get Buffalo State, NJIT, who they're laying 10 against. I mean, this is a team that's starting six and two to open up mm-hmm. the season. For what sure. If that, hey, hey, what if that Notre Dame line opens at like Notre Dame minus like four and a half or five? Then Dude, it's that's... really a Courtney Love special, Niagara special money line, baby. I if that I sort of got not that even thing. Courtney Love. <laughs> well, I mean, but you gotta you gotta think the average person sees Notre yeah, Dame. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna bet Notre and Dame and be like, what? Notre Dame's only and, laying five points against Niagara. And as we're talking about this chat, like most betters opening night are going to take. The high the major yeah. or the big names. When you're taking the smaller names, just wait till an hour prior to tip. That, oh, that's yeah. your best strategy there when trying to get a good number on these guys. Uh, open is probably best. Like as soon as the this stuff opens, there'll be some sharps that hammer it right away. Then it's going to be set and for probably two days until an hour before tip or so. Yeah, these books are going to be like, why is this freaking crazy motherfucker keep betting Niagara at Notre Dame? What's wrong with this guy? They're going to win that game. Let's go. <laughs> that is oh, a fun man. one. That is I, am so, I am so excited for November 6th, and I am so excited for Niagara-Notre Dame. That is an problems. opening night dog call for sure. <laughs> yes, let's fucking go. Um, all right, man, let's, uh, let's get out of here. It's freaking 2 o'clock Eastern. I gotta go to sleep or we, we spent know, probably, another drink. We spent probably forty minutes more than we should have on the metro, but <laughs> it's the college basketball experience, baby. At two o'clock in the morning, Rob Yeah, I talked myself into betting the shit out of Niagara this year <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning on Sunday, October the twenty-third. Only the college basketball experience. I fucking love the show. Yeah. I love this chat. I love everybody involved with this. This this yeah. product is it's it's I can't wait to have you guys every single night so here. As as we're weeks. saying, it's two a.m. on the East Coast here. Uh, we're live on YouTube. That's the best way to catch us. Subscribe, yeah. hit the bell for notifications when we go live because you will automatically have it before podcast listeners. But especially right now, I'm trying to hammer this point on uh, some of these shows. iTunes is having some issues. Um, mm-hmm. the, the websites that we go through to upload podcasts, iTunes has kind of, um, at least delayed it or completely stopped the availability of that or the, 
uh, option. So it's been real difficult over the last week putting out shows, especially on iTunes. But I mean, when we record, we're recording live. So when you're watching on YouTube, you're getting it immediately. And then we upload to podcasts. So immediately when when we're recording, you'll have it ASAP in your inbox and you can watch and you can jump into the live chat. I mean, we have uh, some amazing guys that are in here uh, communicating and interacting with the show and with everybody else that's in here. Last year, we had like upwards of 200 uh, on some nights in January and February. So, uh, yeah, shout out to all all the they call themselves SGPNU last year. So. Oh, they were they they were out in full force, and they they even tried to cancel us. Cancel culture reached in. The damn Russians tried to get us. It was total bullshit. Um, yeah, no, and and honestly, I if if I was just a fan of the show, I would hop in the chat to just interact with the other people. I mean, yeah, Colby and I and Noah, uh, we we've, we've been picking games forever, and and we know we know what the hell we're talking about, but also. There's people in the chat that are really, really sharp too that can help you as well. Um, SGPNU is laying four and a half against IUPUI. Lay Wait. it. Uh, <laughs> that's a lock. That, that's my first lock of the year. But yeah, no, I mean we got we got we got so many good people in this chat. So every single night, um, turn on your notifications so you know exactly what time. No, I would assume we're probably going to go around midnight, right? Yeah, I'd, I'd guess we're going around midnight Eastern. Uh, at the earliest 11 Eastern each and night. and it's honestly man it's pivotal you tune into the live show I'm not just saying that the lines are moving yes. when yeah. when we've got like yeah. uh multiple viewers in here and we all we Mac was talking about how last year he had to bet it during the show or else during, he wasn't yeah. getting the number that he called yeah. out during the show oh there were so many times I mean I forget what game it was Texas A&M against Alabama the the crime pays at the end of the year where yeah. Texas A&M beat Alabama. They opened as like a three-point dog and went off as like a three-point favorite. That's Thank correct. God. That's right. And I think they only won by two. So, like, if you had waited all the way to tip, you would have lost. But if you had bet the show and every – I love I love the the, the, the hacks and be like, you're giving out fake numbers. No, motherfucker. <laughs> Not I, quite. I, <laughs> tune into the show the night before at, at, at 1 a.m. when I'm yelling at you, hey, take this side. Um, this number is going to move. So, you know, it, it – not just trying to promote the show, but I, I mean, just trying to help, help, help the average Joe out, baby. Yeah, one hundred percent. But yeah, that's enough rambling. It's too, like I said, two fifteen a.m. Uh, love you guys. Go check, go subscribe to the College Football Experience. Colby will be back uh, with Patty C, NT Nick. Go check out the FCS Experience. Go check out, go check yeah. out the Big Twelve Experience, baby. I'm gonna look at the schedule and see what's up next. You, you can finish out the intro though. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we got anything uh, later tonight. I think this. No, is not show. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> We're the only crazy enough show. Uh, but yeah. So here's the schedule for the week. Tuesday, we're aiming to do the Mid American and the uh, Miac. Yes. Wednesday, Mountain West. Thursday, Pac-12. Friday, Missouri Valley and NEC. Oh yes, week. we're get, we're getting into the valleys, man. That's when you know college basketball. I love the valley. Um, both valleys. I love the Ohio you coached Valley. Coached in one of them. Yeah, I love the Ohio, the old Ohio Valley. Like, yeah, yeah. So, all right, I'll tell stories all night. We got to end this show. Um, see you guys tomorrow. Love you guys, and let it ride, baby. See you tomorrow.